0: You're listening to the Gimme 5 Podcast Special Edition, Game of Thrones Season 8, Episode 3, The Long Night.
1: It should be called The Dark, Dark, Dark Night. <laughs> the whole episode was super dark. Yo, yo, Real
2: talk. Sound cool. I needed to do this song. Yeah, oh, I'm a nerd. It's a big secret, but I'm a nerd. And I love these books. If you watch it on HBO and think you know what's going on, I appreciate that people who waited five years for dance, this
0: one's for you. Check it. Hi guys, welcome to the Gimme 5 podcast. This is a special edition where we talk about Game of Thrones. We of course have our regular editions, but we had had requests to move our, our Game of Thrones coverage outside of the regular editions for spoiler purposes, so here it is. So if you were listening to that, uh, looking for stuff about Avengers or some other thing, you are in the wrong place. But tonight yeah. I am here with... Uh, one of my hosts, Jimmy. You're not him. <laughs> also true, and Rob.
1: I wish I could go out as spectacularly. The character. Correct. Oh Jesus! I wish you would turn off your phone <laughs> before you recorded. Well, the problem is, is I'm on call, so I have to be able to. <laughs>
0: gotcha. And we have a special guest here tonight. We've got Mert Price, a WFTV reporter and friend of mine, who posts awesome Game of Thrones stuff on Facebook, and upon seeing it. I decided to ask him to join us
1: and welcome Mert.
2: Welcome. Well, I appreciate Thank it. Thanks so much. I'm happy to be here.
1: Yeah. Welcome, Mert. But I know Greg's lying because he ain't got no friends. <laughs> okay. Mert's
0: son is friends with my son. They've <laughs> known each other oh, since.
2: Oh, there you go. Since, uh, that
0: since, I believe. Since they're both babies, <laughs> I think, right? They were all the
2: way back to yeah. Ladybird.
0: Yep. And uh, they ended up in the same kindergarten class with each other as well. But anyway, he, he always posts funny like little quips on facebook and i'd see him and i'd be like oh this person knows what he's talking about and it got to the point of where i was i was gonna run out of episodes and i wanted to ask him and and he made some time to join us so again thank you very much
2: i'm just so happy to be here
0: i feel like i should grill him just a little bit being a reporter in florida uh, it just real quick what is the weirdest story you've had to cover that is the most florida story you had to cover
1: oh my god
2: Back in the day, that would have been ha- that would have been easier to answer. But here in Florida, like the stories are so crazy. We were just talking about the Easter bunnies. The Easter bunny um, hmm. that everybody was like, "Oh, this guy's a hero. He saved the woman who was getting beat up. Some guy spit on her, and then the next thing you know, he turns out to be a criminal that's running from the law himself." That was. I mean, it's always mm-hmm. something crazy. Um, anything like recent that was just insane. Oh, probably one of the craziest out in Ocala. I did a story about this uh, this guy and his girlfriend. They set up a nice drug operation at their mobile home. In fact, they installed a drive-through window that had a sign that had the hours posted. So they would be on lunch <laughs> break or they would say, you know, open. Wow. And they were selling uh, heroin and I think meth out of the trailer. And I think uh, law enforcement wow. showed up and um, after they arrested him, they put the they turned the sign on the door around and said, close for <laughs> me. <laughs> that- wow.
0: Anyway, let, let's shall we? Yeah, let's let's jump into the episode, Rob. I believe you had some news on our contest.
1: Um, I I do actually in the in the running between you, me, and Jimmy. This is just you, me, and Jimmy now. Based on what we said on air, um, Jimmy is currently in the lead as he has gotten every one of the deaths from this past episode. Good Thank work. You. And Greg and I both
0: missed one. This was a big episode. I think we should get started and talking about it. All
3: right, now I actually missed the very beginning of this episode. Was it just a long shot of Tyrion walking?
1: No, it was actually like a um, like a continuous shot kind of thing where it just went from person to person as they were wandering through the castle. Okay, so it it opens up on Sam where he's handed his dragon glass daggers and he kind of staggers around in a daze, like he doesn't know what's going on. And then I think it switches <laughs> from him to Tyrion and it follows Tyrion around a little bit. And then it switches to somebody else. Was it Sansa? Uh,
0: I'm not sure. If, yeah, yeah, I think so. She's like doing the thing where she's peeking over the archer's thing, yeah. or whatever.
1: And it it's it basically just followed from person to person as they were all getting ready for the for the impending attack.
0: So that was it. Was just a suspenseful opening. But like I don't know they i they did that first five minutes or so on purpose. I think just to get you so nervous of oh this is the last time I'm gonna see all these characters with their limbs.
3: Mm-hmm. Everyone's pacing and. It's just, God, I, from the very onset, I mean, a couple of minutes before, you know, the intro, my stomach was already in knots.
2: I, I was surprised that Sam was even given weapons. And I thought he was going to be in the crypt with everybody else, uh, with, mm-hmm. with, uh, Sansa and Tyrion. Well, um, did I, you forget that
1: he was the first person to kill a white Walker? Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah he, he did throw that out there.
3: He did. Yeah. He reminded us of that last episode. Yep. Um, now, where I kind of joined the episode, we're, you know, cameras kind of showing the different um, sections of battle. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the very first kind of stomach-dropping moment for me was where you see Dolores Ed standing there with, um, who was he on the line with? Sam, wasn't he? Yeah, he was with Sam. Sam runs up to the front line, and Dolores Ed looks over and he says, well, it's about bloody time. And I, I, I'm just sitting there going, "No, Sam, you're supposed to stay in the crypt." <laughs> he's just this doughy, cute thing, and he's gonna die, and I'm gonna be super upset. Now, did you guys have the same reaction to that? I mean, he's not a fighter; he yeah, can't yeah. lift the sword.
2: I, I, I think everybody has a role play, and I was wondering, mm-hmm. like, why his role was out there. I thought maybe he should have <laughs> been inside.
3: Yeah, I, I think his role was to just. <laughs> just mess with the viewer. I mean, it seemed like every couple of minutes he was getting mobbed
2: on the ground.
3: Yeah. And then you go, mm-hmm. Oh, Sam's going to bite it. And somebody yeah. comes over and whack. So, you know, we'll get into that. But, you know, after that, um,
1: well, the, well, you've got, you've yeah. got the, uh, the arrival of someone who you think is going to make a, a fairly decent difference in the battle. Um, as, as uh, just out of the blackness, Melisandra comes up, you know, from nowhere. She's like, hey, guys, how's it going? <laughs> I like
0: that they viewed her appearance through the eyes of uh, Davos because he's the one that despises her because of what happened mm-hmm. to Shireen. Yep. And you see his face change like, what are you doing there? She
2: and just comes, he is
0: basically the one that lets her in. Yeah.
2: She just comes out of nowhere. Yeah,
3: she did. And I don't, Rob, I don't, it, it didn't register with me. That okay. Here's a turning point. I was just like, what is she gonna do? I know she's well, like the the uh, co- like the con- conductor for the Lord of Light. I mean, right? I don't know what what's she gonna do. Well, what she thought?
1: showed you exactly what she could do because the very first thing that she does when she gets there is she goes up to Jorah and says, "Tell them to raise their swords." And she walks up and says an incantation and lights all of the Dothraki blades on fire.
2: That that was cool as hell. That yeah,
1: was, it was a great. It, job. It was. And just watching it because you've you've got the overhead view from the castle walls where you see the flames mm-hmm. just ignite and travel down the line of Dothraki. And it's like, ho oh, oh, ho yeah, now we're cooking away gas. Let's do this.
3: So, yeah, um what Circe referred to as monsters, the Dothraki Screamers, who were the first ones in the fight, the ones to charge out in the battle. They've got their fire swords blessed by the Lord of Light, by Melisandra, and you think, maybe, hey, this is an advantage. We've mm-hmm. talked about so much how they're just all going to die, and maybe this will shift the tides of battle. And then they they rush out to battle, and you see this awesome shot of Danny and John. They're standing overlooking the battle and it's like, wow, look at this sea of fire move towards the darkness. We might have a shot. And then
1: no, and Oh God, no. And and I have to say that I think it was probably far more soul crushing to watch the flames from the swords extinguish one by one, as opposed to just watching them ride out into the darkness and, and watching the horses come back. Um, I think it. I think it was much more, much more damaging to morale to to be able to watch them just get run under. And I was like, "Oh my
2: god!" It, it was like an emotional roller coaster because, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. the the Red Witch pops out, she lights everybody up. You're like, "Wow!" You're you're hyped. You're hyped about battle. You know, I'm standing up, looking at the TV, like, "Yes, yes." Exactly.
3: And- I'm sitting there going, "Let's
2: go!" And they I mean I'm ready to jump on a horse and ride out, and next thing you know, like one by one flames just disappear and you see the looks on the on the characters' faces as, as they're realizing like the racket being slaughtered out. Yeah,
0: and you're mm-hmm. hearing like like zombie sounds and the occasional mm-hmm. person scream and then it, silence.
3: <laughs> and it was a very far off like effect. It, it was almost like you were the the camera was set set down on the front lines looking out. And you yeah. just see black light goes out. Light goes out. Light goes out, and these are supposed to be some of the fiercest warriors, you know, in Westeros. Yeah. And wow, there they go, just like that. My stomach dropped. I was like, "Oh man, everyone's going to die." I don't know how this is going to work out in their favor. And I thought for sure this is where I won the
1: uh, the first character to die contest. And but that's of- the only one who <laughs> back. You piece of crap. <laughs> Yeah,
3: and so, of course, we're talking about who? Sir Jorah of the Friend Zone.
2: To me, it was crazy when you saw the Dothraki riding down, and I slowed it down, and I was able to see where they they encountered the, uh, the, the giant, um, and that was the thing that flashed, and you saw the giant, mm-hmm. and their eyes went up into the sky like, oh, my God. And um, I slowed it down as well when they were – when they were retreating back, and you could see that there were a few Dothraki running back with uh, Joran. But no Ghost, okay. though. Ghost ran right alongside him, but I didn't see him anywhere on the way back. So, I well, where is he? Ghost, well,
1: defini- ghost definitely made it. I know Ghost made it because he was in the trailer for next week's episode.
2: Yeah,
0: he's, sta- he's sitting there amongst all the people.
3: He is, right. and thank yeah. goodness we can take, you know, something positive from this episode. Mert, I'm right there with you. When... The Dothraki first hit that that wall, basically, and and you do see. Now I was, ugh, this is going to sound horrible, but when the lights when they hit that wall and the lights started extinguishing, my my girlfriend says, "Oh my god, what was that?" And I I, I thought I saw it. I said, "I don't know the, the the giant, I guess." But I was really upset because I was like, "Well, there goes all our light for this episode." it's all going to be darkness
1: for the rest of this. And, and the, the problem, this is where I ran into a problem with, with the way that the episode was filmed because the episode was filmed really, really dark. Um, because I didn't see the giant in that. What, what I thought I saw was pretty much like a tidal wave of dead because I thought I saw numerous dead, like climbing over top of each other and moving like a wave. You know what I mean? That's, that was what I thought I saw yeah, I thought in the black. Uh, I thought
0: it was uh, like uh, that zombie movie, like World War Z, where like the yeah. Zombies, huh?
1: yeah, yeah, that and that was kind of what I thought it was because then also when when the wave of dead crashed against the the defenders who were who weren't on horseback and they were defending the, the castle walls, I thought I saw the same thing when that happened as well because I know the giant wasn't in that initial rush forward because they had a bunch of um, the giant didn't come through till later. was well, really slow. Yeah. Yeah,
2: probably hard to get in a lot of cardio when you're that big. You know? <laughs> go, to the, go to the gym and, you know, the weights don't fit. And- you just get upset.
3: And,
0: <laughs> yeah, just leave.
1: Just tear stuff out. <laughs> so so album one
0: doesn't work of the attack. Here. And nope. that's
1: where the plan starts to go to crap because Danny can't sit by and watch as, as her Dothraki are basically eliminated from the earth or from the realm because you're basically witnessing genocide. As the Dothraki crash into the uh, the undead, and then we wait again, and we
3: start to hear the sounds of an approaching storm. Are, now immediately, very poetic, Jimmy. Thank you. Is that Viserion? Not yet, because we still we haven't seen Viserion yet. We know Viserion is an ice dragon zombie. We're just waiting. So we cut back to uh, you know the wall where Sansa's standing there, and she there everybody's just like, "Oh God, we're so screwed." And Arya is standing there with Sansa. She tells Sansa to get down at the crypt. And
2: she gives her dragon glass. Yeah,
3: she does. Yep. And uh, <laughs> Sansa, in, in a great one of the the great kind of callbacks uh, to previous episodes, and there yeah. are a couple. Um, Sansa says, "I don't, I don't know what to do with this." And Arya says, "What?"
0: And just. Stick them with the pointy end.
2: Yeah. Yep.
3: Yep. And that, that raised a little bit of nervous laughter from the people that I was watching it with, <laughs> but it was a very hopeless, nervous laughter. It was like, ha, ha, ha. that was kind of how it went for me. Anyway, cut back to the battle. Go ahead. What were you going to say?
2: I, I kind of had a, uh, an issue with the crypt to begin with. I was like, okay, you got an army of the undead that, uh, that's marching toward winter and you mm-hmm. put all of the vulnerable people in a place with dead people. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, yeah. but I didn't know what kind of rules would apply. I didn't know if the, the, uh, the night King would have to walk up and raise his hands to get everybody out. Or if his presence there would just merely bring all the dead back to life. And I was wondering, I was like, are we going to see Ned Stark? Is he going to pop out of there? Cause I, th- I, I thought that would have been horrible.
1: He didn't have a hat.
0: Yeah, he didn't have a head, So we were good with, we weren't going to see him, but like other relatives.
1: Yeah. And, and I have to say that that was the one thing that almost everybody that I talked to called. Like everybody I talked to was like, "Man, they're sending them down into the crypt. It's going to be a slaughter because once the Night King gets there, he's going to raise all the dead." And, and my, like everybody called it.
3: Yeah, my response to that in our our last recap for Game of Thrones was, "No, they're they're like all cemented in and buried <laughs> under thousands of pounds of rock. No, you know, we'll we'll get to that,
1: but." So, all-out battle commences. Yep. And they they rush the defenders of the castle. Mm-hmm. Um, are The not defenders are not doing well at oh. all. And that's when Danny and John start strafing the, the undead with fire, and then the giant blizzard comes so that Danny and John can't see anything.
0: That was a power I did not know that existed. I kind of yeah, thought that the blizzards just kind of followed them like, like Pigpen in yeah. Peanuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not yeah. not like they controlled it, like the power of it. It was kind of just, you know, wherever they went, the ice followed kind of thing. But yeah, it was kind of an, a neat power. The uh, the dragons crashing into each other was it It made my wife freak out because she thought that that was Viserion, you know, about to take a bite mm-hmm. out of somebody.
3: Yeah, as did I. But before that, we uh, we have our first
0: uh, um, like mid-level death. Well, he was the, the Lord Commander of the uh, Crows.
3: A night's watch yeah. yeah we lose uh sticky ricky yeah. or dolores Have uh, claiborne. Respect, sir come on i'm sorry dolores ed thank dolores you die- yeah dolores claiborne dies i'm sorry greg dolores Ed, <laughs> thank you. dies saving samuel tarley who because of that a man of you
0: didn't cry yourself to sleep last night i'm just saying I cried myself to sleep last night for
3: other reasons. Thank you.
2: Okay. Sam was kind of high maintenance. Every, every, few yeah, he was very much around, so. You know, standing back, taking a look at the battle. Like, I mean, you got to have a, your head on a swivel. You got to be moving around. You know, you got
1: every time the camera panned to Sam, he was either on the ground screaming for his life or he was running, screaming, crying or, or needing help. It, it's just like, Sam, get out the way, brother. Come on. He had a couple of licks in there. But <laughs> that- yeah, he was. <laughs> the camera panned to him at one point in the battle and he was doing all three. He was on the ground, on his back, on the ground, screaming and stabbing <laughs> the thing underneath him. You know what I mean? I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh my God.
3: Yeah. I said, uh, Sticky Ricky is the first to die, uh, defending Sam who almost dies like 450 times this episode. Yeah. Now clearly outnumbered and overpowered, the combined Winterfell forces order a retreat. The unsullied remain to defend the retreat, and at this point, I'm going Gray
1: Worm. No, yeah, no, because those unsullied are dead. Yeah, well, yeah, for the most part, um, they're, they, they're on the wrong side of the trench. The unsullied on the wrong side of the trench yeah, are uh, dead.
2: I, I was thinking that they were gonna do like a like a I don't know if you the movie three hundred. You know where they got into yes. the to the to the formation, and I was going to see some shields and some swords. I thought maybe they were going to start knocking down some of the dead or knocking them back, but that wasn't the this case. is
1: wonderful. Yeah, That's what I thought. I thought it was going
2: to. They just missed out on Leonidas. Yep.
3: It was a really cool crowd simulation that yeah. was going on there, where all the um the winter the forces that were not the Unsullied were pouring through that one run entrance, and the Unsullied they just step together and close that gap. Yeah, they form yeah. they close that one lane. That
2: formation was cool. They opened up the protector retreat and everybody was able to rush. Through. They opened the doors back up. Just sealed it back up. I was like, "Wow."
1: Now, at at some point in here, I I, I don't remember where it was, but at some point in here, Bran goes, "I'm going to go now." Mm-hmm. And he's and he starts warging and basically takes control of a giant flock of ravens that a- basically
0: and- do nothing. <laughs>
1: And I was like, okay, what is he gonna do? Nothing. Yeah, I thought what? I thought he it was
0: gonna like give people sight. Like I thought it was yeah. like so that you could actually see. I was actually hopeful thinking for myself that maybe I'd be able to see.
1: <laughs> I mean yeah, he literally just, was didn't like, do anything. He like was <laughs> he just flew the birds around and that was pretty much it. I'm like what he was trying to get yeah. Wi Fi.
3: At this point I was like, please turn off the kitchen light. Can we do that? Yeah. Is that cool?
2: I, I turned off so many lights just so that I could see. <laughs> Brand.
1: Turn the lights to negative, like, <laughs> hopefully. Because Brand found the Night King, but he didn't tell anybody. And it's like, what was the point? Why? I, I'm I lost. I don't get it. What just happened? that doesn't make any sense. You didn't do anything.
3: As we saw last episode, there were preparations for a trench all the way around Winterfell. And they were loading up with, with wood. You know, as as we've known to anybody who's watched the show that the White Walkers are not really afraid well, they're kind of afraid of fire. They just they're like, ugh, you know. So fire bad. Exactly. So the retreat comes back and we go, All right, let's light the trenches now. Let's let's hold them off for a little bit. Davos is frantically waving in a seven forty seven with his little yeah. signal signal flares. Now,
2: I thought, I thought that too. He looked like an air traffic controller. He did. He exactly. Totally to did.
3: Yeah. And the problem with that is that the ice blizzard that the dead have brought, Danny and John are lost. They can't see these, uh, these, um, these signals. So Davos goes, Oh crap, guys, go out there and light it. So we've got guys throwing their bodies left and right out there with their just little torches. And it's super cold now. And there's a layer of ice over the wood that's in the the, the trench. That's all the way around Renofield. So they can't light it. They're putting their torches to it. And they're just going out just like that. And, and one of the, I don't know. It was one of the coolest points for me early in the episode that I was like, okay, wait a minute. The Unsullied come out and they form a like half rectangle out mm-hmm. to the trench, which was super cool. They throw down their shields. And then a couple of them part and out walks the Red Witch,
1: Melisandre. Almost like an old-style Roman Legion Square or whatever. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: Now you think, all right, great, Melisandre's going to come out. She's going to light it and we're all good. Uh, there's a little bit of trouble here. You've got who was outside of that rectangle. The Hound was out there. Was Barrick? Barrick was out there. Yeah.
1: Uh, think, was Gendry still out there?
3: Mm, I don't know if Gendry, Brienne, but... They're out there just kind of flinging off the dead. The Unsullied are holding the line. Melisandre's out there. She kneels down. She puts her hands on one of the logs in the trench. She starts uttering this um, incantation, and it's not quite working. It takes a little while while to get it started. They they build the tension. The dead are starting to just fall within a couple of feet of her, and you see the fear in her face. But she continues on, and there we go. The trench lights up. Great. We bought ourselves a little bit of time.
2: It was kind of cool I, yeah. before that um, where you see the Unsullied that were on the other side of the trench. Um, they were actually holding the line. Mm-hmm. And slowly but surely, you could see the dead take it out one row at a time. And it was like working yep. their way back until mm-hmm. they were, you know, right there. And she had no she, – she was it was almost like she had a lighter and she kept flicking and trying to get it on. And then exactly. all of a sudden, boom, just as the dead were coming over.
1: Yeah. And that temporarily halts the, the uh, advancement of the dead. So they all kind of retreat into the castle wall.
3: And at which point uh, I'm going, okay. If they're inside the castle walls, that's good. But uh, how are they going to defend? I mean, there's so many of them just inside. It's just like a matchbox waiting to go up.
2: I'm I'm thinking, I'm thinking, are these walls strong enough? I mean, are they going to be able to to keep them from, you know, typically you see movies and shows from that era. They've got some type of oil at the top or some type of gas or fuel, and they're pouring it down on the invaders. And I'm just thinking in my head, like, what's happened? I'm thinking Braveheart, where they were trying to scale the walls. And, yeah. you know.
1: The the answer is no. The walls will not hold. <laughs> Definitely not.
0: <laughs> you know, I thought they did a really good job of separating out the intense battle scenes with the, I, I'll say, calmer situations. Like the character things on the inside of the walls. Because they, they kind of they cut away from that part to uh, Tyrion basically pacing a- angrily in the crypts. Like, maybe I should be out there. Maybe I can see something, you know, maybe I can be the, the planner here.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. he's he says, you know, maybe I should be out there. Maybe I, I can see something that they don't. Yeah. And Sansa comes up and says, hey, man, nah. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. We're in here because we can't do anything. He mm-hmm.
2: he, he bragged about his uh, his battlefield experience. I was the hero of Blackwater. <laughs> exactly.
0: You he's cut in half.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah. So Tyrion shoves a what a what do you call that a Rob what do you call that what is he drinking out of like a, fl- a flagon a or something
0: skin. Wine skin. It's a wineskin that's what it is a wineskin he kind of
3: recedes back into you know the drinker not the the thinker i
1: guess yeah and and so the the dead eventually cross the fire trench by basically making a bridge of dead to cross now, the fire trench
3: yeah and there was a, a question of what are they doing? You know, we're all sitting there going, "Oh, I knew what they were doing." I didn't. <laughs> I thought they were just using their, their cold, dead, icy bodies to, uh, at one at a time, you know, like dropping an ice cube onto a small fire that eventually it would go
2: out. Uh-huh. Yeah, but no, no they,
1: they just smothered the flames in certain parts by laying by laying enough bodies on it, and it just smothered the flames out and allowed the dead to cross over. But yep. I don't think that what actually brought the door down actually needed the bridge. I think it probably just stepped over the. It,
2: at that point it looked like um, right before they got over the fire, it was like an eerie shot of the dead just standing there just watching almost like they were waiting for something and that's when you saw the night king fly over and he started almost kind of like a puppet master like it was it was like he was pointing mm-hmm. and he was orchestrating the the, uh, the dead to come and like lie down. And they were just like one at a time It looked like they were falling down. It was like like he was the puppet master, like kind of putting the show together. And then that's when they started flooding over. It's like, yeah,
3: yeah, I think he certainly was. Um, He does that little like if you take your fist and you just put your fingers out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, so they all lay down and, you know, the the siege is on. And now shit just got real. It it just got even more real because that was another moment where I go. Damn, man. They, ah,
1: they just don't have any chance. Yeah. And, and that was, that was actually a nice use of pacing where they kind of broke it up a little bit because if, if you've got this solid battle for however long the episode is, you kind of get battle weary and you get fatigued and you get bored with it. But by giving them that respite where they came inside the castle walls and they're watching all of the dead just kind of stand around the fire, you know, you've got this second to catch your breath. And then the and then the uh, the Night King says, "All right, go get him!" And boom, we ramp it right back up again. Mm-hmm. And so the dead come in, and now we've got a whole. I mean, it just got crazy because we've got a whole bunch of stuff going on. The dead are scaling the walls. The giant breaks down the door, and the dead flood into the courtyard. And I believe this is where we've got the uh, the aerial battle because at this point, Danny and John actually find the Night King. Is that correct? Yeah.
0: Yes, I believe so. The the shot of the the aerial battle was beautiful. Yeah. Like some of those some of those dragon shots, like when you could actually see everything, they were it was they were great shots.
3: Yeah, it was dark, but not Pacific Rim one.
1: <laughs>
3: fighting in the San Francisco Bay dark. Mm-hmm. It
1: not Atlantic Rim Dark. Oh <laughs> god, that movie's bad.
2: <laughs> I think the darkness kinda added to the to the episode though. I know it was like, you know, I had to turn off the lights in the house, but just to, to see this play out. I mean, it's playing out at night, you know, you got the, the lights every now and then, you've got somebody shooting a flaming arrow and you can see the light and you had the earlier the Dothraki with the, the swords that were all lit up. I think it kinda added to the to the mood and kinda like took you took you into the episode. I I honestly would have liked
1: to have seen it probably a few shades brighter. Just 10%. just enough where you Yeah, just enough where you could actually because there were there were times like in that Aerial Dragon battle. I mm-hmm. couldn't tell what the hell was going on. I'm like, I, I don't, I don't yeah. see anything. I mean, I know that there's stuff going on, but I don't see anything. And I didn't see anything until like um, one of them dragged. Uh, I think uh, Viserion dragged its claws all uh, down uh, Drogon's chest or Regels. I don't even know who it was, but yeah, exactly. somebody's chest got opened up, and mm-hmm. and you could see the red. But I mean, you couldn't really see what was going on as the dragons were tussling. And I would have loved to have seen that. I I think their idea. Um ended up overshadowing well, I mean, maybe that was maybe that's what they were going for the whole time. But I mean, I, I felt like it kind of took away a little bit just because they went so over the top with it. They went so over the top with the darkness that it was mm-hmm. it, it took away because you you were then go, trying to go struggling to what what is happening? I don't I don't I don't see what's going on.
0: So when the, the giant burst into the courtyard, he kind of swats away one of our little heroes.
1: One of our favorite the, little people. The biggest and, little hero.
0: Yeah, who, of course, who, as she is wont to do, stands up to him and gets swatted out of the way. And you're, you were reminded very, very quickly that despite the fact that she is a badass, she is still, like,
1: 10. a child. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I was like, well, crap.
1: You were yeah, like, Liana, no! We're
3: yeah. talking about Liana Mormont, the fan favorite, biggest voice in the council.
1: Who favorite runs of the f- Give Me Five
3: yeah mm-hmm. who runs straight at this giant, this zombie giant, and gets swatted aside?
2: No hesitation. she ran well,
3: none
1: well, no when when the giant came in, she just got swatted aside. It was after she was injured and saw yeah. what was going on that she rushed to the giant, yep, you know the giant came in and she was kind of taken by surprise, and the giant swats her aside, but after she's been broken and bloodied, she stands up. And she rushes this giant, like half crippled. She's like limping at the giant. She lets out this, this primal scream. Yeah. And rushes the giant. And you're like, no, Liana, no, my God. And, and what happens, Greg?
0: Well, I'm, I was taking notes as we watched it. And I think my initial thoughts are the most important. I wrote, Did Liana Mormont just get killed by a giant? Question mark, exclamation point. Nope. She done killed a giant. That is yes. what I, my, that's yes. what I said to my wife and what she I uh, what I wrote. Yeah, uh, she gets picked up. You hear this horrific cracking sound
1: as the giant is uh, crushing her
0: and like holding her up. And she takes her dra- dragon glass knife. No, she had a um, Valerian steel sword, I believe, didn't she? No,
1: I, no, I was a dragon glass. It was a dragon glass. Okay, so and yeah. she
0: plunges it into the giant's eye, which immediately causes him to do crumble, and they both fall to the ground dead. Yeah, it's like, man.
1: She she went out, but she went out like a boss.
2: Yeah, she went out like a soldier, like straight up. I mean, it, it, I got a flashback from uh, Joran basically trying to tell her that she should be in the crypt. And she was like, no, I'm going to fight and trying to explain you're the last of our house. And mm-hmm. uh, then there was another scene um, where I believe she was talking about how her mom fought with Robb Stark. And she said, my mom wasn't a beauty. And I started thinking, like, you're saying your mom is unattractive. She was like, but she was a <laughs> fighter, though and she she fought she she proved her you know she proved that her house was all about that fight and and when she went out, I mean the way she had the dagger it, i mean the the dragon glass kind of like at her side, it almost was like you could hear her bones popping, mm-hmm. and it was almost like she kind of was playing like a little bit more limp than what she was, and mm-hmm. as soon as he got her up to her face, I was like, oh my god i was i I couldn't believe that and
1: and I have to admit i I loved. I loved that she took out the giant, but the first thing that ran through my head when she took out the giant was that still only counts as one. <laughs> that I, and I, and I saw the interview with the, with the directors afterwards and they said they, of all of the people, she was one of the characters that they wanted to give a truly meaningful death to. And, and I think they did that. They had the smallest person on the battlefield take out the largest on the battlefield. Aside from Viserion and them, mm-hmm.
2: that death, a lot of people felt that. A lot of people watching that saw. I guess I, I saw in the director's cut too. They were talking about how she was supposed to only be in one scene, and she turned into this huge character that people yeah were, completely and, stole it. People were in love with her, and they just that scene kind of like. I, 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 there was a comedian that talked about how there were several scenes, several episodes in Game of Thrones that that breaks your heart that was one of them right there that, to Yeah, see her go out like that.
1: Yeah. They, they had initially said she was supposed to be a one-off character and was not supposed to have any other scenes, but, but the, the young girl who played her had such gravitas and, and left such an impression that they were like, no, we wouldn't be doing this thing any justice if we just left her as a one-off. She's got to have more stuff. And, and I'll be damned if they didn't, if they didn't make a pretty good character. And she, she was amazing. She was one yeah. of our favorites.
3: Her death. Uh, Have you guys ever been to a professional baseball game?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yes.
3: Okay. So you've done the wave.
1: Yeah. Uh
3: Uh-huh. Right. And then when the wave gets back around to you, it's dead. Yeah. That's how I felt about her death. (laughs) (laughs) When when she went up, she stabbed the giant in the eye. I'd like get up and do the wave and then it comes back around and it's just like, oh, that was the first like like, adrenaline dump.
1: Yeah. I was just like, oh after that, that, that was one of the two, that was one of the two moments in this episode where I actually cheered out loud. The, the dead have now swarmed over the top of the wall too. And you get to witness, um, the skills of some of our fighters. You want, yes. you wanted to talk about Arya, right?
0: Yeah. So Arya's is flipping around some stuff and, and just doing all all, crazy moves and just killing things left and right.
3: Yeah. I wrote, she's going all Donatello
0: on the dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, the hound is kind of frozen because yep. there's fire. Uh, Beric is basically you know, saying, help us. And the Hound is like, they're death. We can't beat them. We can't beat death. Mm-hmm. And and Beric, of course, reveals what Arya is doing, by like, well, tell her that. And she's doing all of her crazy she, assassin stuff.
3: Well, she, she is. Like, and then she's like
1: sliding down um, the other end of the wall. The, like one of the shacks that's on the, she's on the roof of one of the shacks that's on the, that's mm-hmm. on the ground level. And she's sliding off of it and being chased by the dead. And and he's like, Tell her that because she's fighting, you know, essentially she's fighting for everything she's she's worth. And you're standing here like a little like a little bitch, basically. You're like a little coward. You're standing here cowering in a corner and this little girl is putting you to shame.
2: That that was shocking to see the hound just in the corner like I mean, he was just on the front lines like ten minutes ago, and now he's in the corner mm-hmm. and it looks like he's crying and and he's just like, yep. I'm, I'm. I'm not coming out. I mean, it's we're we're not gonna win this. It was just it was shocking to see that. And I, I maybe uh, by seeing Arya that motivated him to get back into the fight. It yeah.
3: was shocking, and and I'm just sitting there going like, you're not over it yet, like really. And it wasn't until he saw Arya that you know brought him out of his uh, fixation on death, I guess.
2: Who was that? That was amazed at Arya's fighting. They were standing there. Um, who it was? It was somebody that that basically look, looked over as she was going all John Wick on the dead. And I, I was just nice. I can't remember who it was. What character that was? That was uh, standing there, just kind of like in awe of her fighting skills. It was. Um, um,
1: I want to say it was one of the ones up on the wall. Like it was um, Smuggler um, Jamie. Um, or, um, oh Davos, Davos, Davos.
2: Yes, it was Davos. He was he was looking like. What in the world am I witnessing here?
1: The tone of the show
0: changed a little bit after Arya got bumped through the wall. It kind of became a little bit of like a suspense horror movie, which I really uh, like. Uh, honestly, <laughs> one of the first thing I thought was because she was sneaking be- between stacks of books or shelves of books, and I totally got like a Ghostbusters feel for some reason. Yeah, but, I got like a Metal Gear feel. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. As she was as she was sneaking around, and the again the the change in tone was a nice kind of respite from all the craziness. Um, and dark to light kind of stuff between the dark outside battles. And then the areas closer to the fire.
3: Yeah. That's when it turned into a horror movie.
0: Yeah. And she, the, she's bleeding from some sort of wound on her head. And that of course, it causes the dead to catch notice as she's hiding under a table. And they did like the, you know, the dead leaning under the table to see and her being gone. And it was just a cool little scene. And it was also led up of course, to the scene that we saw in the trailer that everyone is like, well, what the hell is Arya running from? In this yeah, where they,
1: everybody and, thought she was in the catacombs running.
0: Yeah. And she basically runs deeper into the castle as there is a very large amount of dead and sp- since I'm referencing other movies that totally gave me a Han Solo Star, Star Wars thing. And <laughs> she was like run like like well what's possibly going to make Arya run? It's like oh it's a lot of dead. Like a whole lot of dead. A whole lot of whites.
3: Yeah. A lot of dead in a very small space.
2: Yeah. I think that I think that head wound too. I think that kind of like kind of like Took her like shocked her for a second. I think that kind of knocked her out of. I need to fight all of these. Too, it's too many of them, and I need to like run and maybe hide for now and fight later.
0: Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: that's she may have she been concussed.
1: And then, uh, so didn't did anybody else think that they might have been better served making uh, arrowheads out of the dragon glass as opposed to big big weapons that used a lot of it?
3: Well, they did. I mean, all the the archers had
1: dragon glass arrowheads. Oh, I didn't think they had dragon glass. I thought they had regular arrowheads because the dragon glass makes them disintegrate.
2: Yeah, I thought some of them were. were I thought some of them were made dragon glass. Okay, when they were shooting from from you know like the top of Winterfell, I thought some of those mm-hmm. um, were shooting like, yeah. with dragon glass on them.
3: There's you know when and going back a bit, I hate to do this, but when the Hound is kind of standing there, he's on the other side of the wall, he's outside of the wall, and Arya shoots the arrow. And kills the White Walker behind him. He disintegrates. Uh, so I think there were there were quite a few, and e- even in getting ahead a little bit in the the, um, the weirwood tree when they were pulling the arrows out of the like community pool. Yeah. So uh, I think they were definitely um, dragging the last arrowheads.
0: So where are we? So yeah, so Arya's running around. We got uh, Barrack and the Hound coming in to kind of help her out, and. Here is where Beric died.
1: Yep. They saved her, but Beric paid the price.
0: Yeah, and it took a lot to bring him down because he is the one that theoretically cannot die. Uh, But
1: he's
3: died 19 times before.
0: Yeah, but uh, a million uh, dead guys stabbing him finally took him out.
2: Yep. He got stabbed a lot.
0: He did,
3: and it was a very Hodor moment for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think for – I mean just – it was. You know, Beric, he (laughs) – Barricades. Oh no. Nope. Okay. Thank you. Dad joke. But he <laughs> um he kinda holds them back so the hound and aria can get to safety because Arya is finally just kinda done. She gets knocked through another door. The dead bust out. Barric loses his sword, saving Arya, and then they run back. This is the point where Barric, you know, throws his arms out, holds the line, and the Hound and Arya Retreat into this one chamber of the castle. They grab Beric. They pull him in. They barricade the door.
2: Yeah, the, the Hound grabbed Arya and like like physically mm-hmm. grabbed her and pulled her in there. I, I, I wonder if she was going to stay and try to fight out there.
3: She she wanted to save Beric. But the Hound was like, come on, girl. Let's get out of here. He's massive. So he grabs her, takes her under his arm, runs through, mm-hmm. and they get into this room where Barric R.I.P. Yep. Yep.
2: I was so, surprised he made it into
1: the room because the... the, the
2: yeah, lady, so did I. So was I. I was like, oh, wow, he's in the room.
1: He's got a chair. Oh, never mind. Nope.
0: <laughs> and this is where that she runs into Melisandre, which I had forgot that they, they actually met.
3: Yeah, they did. um It was back in um, Season 3, Episode 6, where Arya had been traveling with the Brotherhood. This was just before Melisandre took Took Gendry away for her, I guess, dark experiments. Yeah, and yeah. So right before Melisandre rides off with Gendry, Arya runs up to her, grabs her arm, turns her around, and says, "You are gonna hurt him." And Melisandre looks in her face and says, "You'll close many eyes. I see darkness, and you are gonna close blue eyes, green eyes, brown, or she says brown eyes, green eyes, blue eyes, and you'll shut them
1: forever." Yeah. With, with the, with the pause and an emphasis on blue eyes because the white walkers no, are all blue eyed. Yeah.
3: Yep. So Melisandra again says, you know, I remember our meeting. I met you before, you know, you were going to close many eyes forever. Brown eyes, green eyes, and blue eyes. And, and Aria just goes, huh? And she turns around and, like starts running. I, at this point, I didn't know where she was going.
2: Well, well she also said, uh, what do we say to the the God of Death? Oh, yeah, yes. The God of Death.
3: That's a very important thing to say. Takes
2: it flashback to her dance teacher from yep. uh, from season one. Uh, what do we say to Death? And right before he was, ki- you know, stepping back, right before he was killed by the, uh, the palace guards when uh, Ned was taken into custody, mm-hmm. that gave her the chance to flee because that was what her teacher taught her. And
3: what did she say to the God of Death? Not today. That's right. Not I... today,
2: Satan. Not today.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I already saw T shirts. Already saw T shirts. Yep, not, I got that I got today. that ad too. I, I gotta get I gotta I get it. Not today. With, with yeah, the picture of the dagger warm. on it. It's yes. got like
0: the dagger and it says not today in the in the Game of Thrones font. I got that ad too. Yes. Those people are fast. <laughs> they are.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The eight of the top ten podcasts on iTunes this morning were Game of Thrones podcasts. Wow. And then there's us still recording. <laughs> yeah. that's okay. Um, it's all right. Yeah, so so Arya goes off and does something, which we'll probably revisit her. Uh, yeah, she eventually. she just
1: kind of runs off when the battle when the battle drums start. Like I got somewhere to be. So now we've got now we flash back to Danny and John, or well, at this point Danny because she's the only one still in the air at this point because the fight with the uh, with the Night King basically unseated the Night King. He fell off of Viserion. John mm-hmm. went down and crashed his dragon. I don't know how you crash a dragon, but John managed to do it um <laughs> and the night king has fallen off, like I said Viserion, and Danny has just now found him yeah John, on the John John's not looking
3: so much like a Zora high right now Mert would you what were you saying about that?
2: well, well I was just thinking maybe um uh, John should learn how to train his uh, <laughs> uh, I see what you did there <laughs> but uh, but but Danny. Had the Night King right in her sights. She had him. Um, she turned the flames, on. and in my mind, I was thinking, "This is not going to affect him. There's no way that that would be the end of him." And then, it can't
1: be this easy, right?
2: Exactly. And then, boom! He's just standing there, almost like in uh, the Star Wars, the last. That's uh, exactly last Jedi. what I thought. Yeah, he's yeah, almost like a force the, ghost. Yeah, almost brushing the dirt off his shoulders, kind of like
1: And and this is the only time that I think in the entire show that I have seen the Night King actually show some kind of emotion. Because he's standing there, and I swear to God, he is smirking at her. Definitely. He is smirking at her like, really? That's all you got?
3: Yeah, and at this point, I'm looking at my watch going, all right, I know this episode is 120 minutes, Um Something better happen. Yeah. <laughs> because if this ends on a cliffhanger, I'm going to kill somebody. Oh man. I, I've, all right. Full disclaimer. I thought this episode was going to end on John standing in front of the Night King about to fight.
0: See, I thought it was actually going to, I thought the, the way the music cue was that when the Night King and all of his buddies that looked like him walked into the gate of the, uh, where yes. Bran was. The the music cue hit and it went a little darker. I'm like, Oh, you gotta be kidding me. Yeah. But I looked and there was still ten minutes left because I had to take off my watch because certain people didn't realize I was fifteen minutes behind and were texting me plot points. <laughs> I'm <laughs> sure Thank I have no you idea your what mind. you're
1: talking about. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Thanks for not including me on that. I won't mention any Robs I mean names.
1: <laughs> but <laughs>
0: but he was like, Well, that was stupid. I'm like, son of a bitch, now I know someone did something stupid. <laughs> So I took off my watch and threw it across the room, literally. But anyway, let's let's go back here. So uh, they light up the Night King. Dragon lights up the Night King. I like that little, uh, just Dracarys and yeah.
3: What was it? So she said Dracarys, and Drogon shoots out this, you know, spit flame at the Night King. And the Night King's still standing there. Then he's still, you know, kind of flapping in front of him. And and, and I'm screaming at the television, get then, out of
1: there!
0: Yeah.
3: Or going
1: <laughs> that ice lance get out of there!
3: <laughs> My girlfriend goes, Dracarys some more,"
0: <laughs>
1: <Aww>.
3: <laughs> which I, I thought was hilarious. Like, do it again! And fortunately, the Night King, he's got his little his spear thing. He throws it. He misses Drogon and Danny. Fortunately, yes.
0: which is good. Because I would not want to have to deal with my wife if he did not, if if that dragon got impaled. And so she goes off and you see John sneaking up behind the Night King, which I thought was uh I thought it was gonna be a bigger deal.
3: Yeah, so yeah. did I.
0: It's like alright, yeah. he's gonna get him. Here we go.
3: There's the prince who was promised. Here we go.
0: But the Night King has a trick up his sleeve and he starts raising the dead, and it's apparently he doesn't have to be really close. Because it's all of the dead.
2: All of the dead. And I,
1: I watch this scene, and I'm going, oh, you damn cheater!
2: Yeah. John is running, trying to get to him before, like, the, the the dead are stumbling up, and he's running, trying his hardest to get there. I'm thinking the whole time, this is taking me back to Battle of the Bastards, where, you know, it's John there with this huge army around him.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Just when you think that, you know, again, the tides may have shifted, Nope. Everybody's coming back.
0: Including Liana Mormont
1: and ever you know, Dothraki. That was heartbreaking. Uh-huh. Seeing little Liana Mormont raised as the undead, I was like, No. Mm-hmm. That's terrible.
0: And uh as as all of us speculated, the the crypt the, the dead in the crypt starts coming live, breaking through well, the concrete and I didn't speculate that. Okay. I was wrong about that one. As some people speculated.
1: <laughs> as everyone but Jimmy speculated.
0: Yes. Yep. Uh, so of course now we're thinking there's going to be a slaughter. Uh, you know one of the little things in the back of my head that I was a little scared of. Thankfully, it didn't happen. Would be like that there was a resounding victory outside, and then they go inside, and everyone in the crypt is dead. When they like, you know, like they kept them off camera the whole time, and I was like, oh, I don't want to see that. Especially when they started putting more and more people in there that I like. Yeah, but thankfully that didn't happen. So, so yeah, John seeks up behind. Um, all the dead start going. Uh, Drogon lands inexplicably. I'm not entirely sure why. To save mm-hmm. John. Oh, okay. Yep. And uh, the whites just start climbing over it. And, uh, well, most of us have lived in Florida long enough or forever uh, to understand what it's like to step in an anthill um, <laughs> and to look down yeah. and your legs are just covered in ants. Uh, yeah. That's exactly what it looked like. <laughs> and, like, even as they were, you know, as the dragon was flying off and the the, the whites were still, like, kind of clinging on and whatever – it yeah, we- I, I
1: still am uncertain as to why Drogon landed, and they decided to just fight on the ground as opposed to having John jump on top of Drogon and then fly off.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But you know, whatever. I guess that doesn't make good. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah, it's not your decision, Rob. Yep. And, but they uh, land, and all the whites climb up Drogon's back, and they're getting at Danny. And you know, you think everybody's kind of you know gritting their teeth, going, "Oh God, here's where Danny gets it,"
1: and. No, she got it last season.
2: Oh, hey, (laughs) oh,
3: Drogon shakes Danny off um, to be basically by herself because they're, you know, kind of far away from John at this point. And Mm -hmm. Drogon flies off. He's got just he's covered in zombies. And this brings me to my my favorite line. The joke that I made in my head. It's raining dead men. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. I'll be uh, here all week. Jimmy, I thought,
0: Summer.
2: I thought you were going to go the Taylor Swift route. They, you got to shake him off. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, if they started playing that song. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, that that would have been hilarious. But you got Danny basically out there by herself. And the, the dead are falling. John's, like, starting to run, you know. And you think Danny's done for, right? Nope.
2: Oh, out of nowhere. Nope.
0: If he still draws breath, she will not be alone. Yeah. The lord and protector of the friend zone. <laughs> yes.
3: <laughs> Mr. Jorah Marmont comes to save the day. Well, or shield, like be a meat shield for Danny.
1: Well, no, he saved
3: the day. He did save the day. He, he, saved, he Danny. saved Danny. Yeah. yeah. But he's just getting beat up. Mm -hmm. I mean, every time he stands up, he's getting stabbed. Danny's wielding – what is she wielding? She's picked up uh, a weapon from one of the White Walkers. Yeah, I don't know what it was. She's kind of swinging around. She's not a fighter. It's
2: like the first time I've ever seen her uh, pick up a weapon. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And at some point – Jorah's all like, when this is all over, maybe we can go go to the pub and pick up a pint. And she's like, as friends, right?
1: (laughs) Ooh. (laughs) Yeah. Son of a... But to his credit, every time he gets stabbed and falls down, he gets back up. Mm-hmm. So now the battle's moving fast and furiously because we leave Jorah and Danny in that dire situation where Jorah just keeps getting stabbed, but to his credit, every time he gets stabbed, he gets back up. And that takes us inside, back inside Winterfell where Theon and the Ironborn are guarding Bran and they're having to deal with their own onslaught because the, the dead have made it into the Weirwood Garden or whatever it is that they call that thing.
2: Mm-hmm. And then, it's kind of
0: interesting how sparse it was as like the dead were running up and they were, of course, grabbing the very few arrows left mm-hmm. in this little like bowl, basically.
1: Yep. And we keep flashing from that battle to the battle in the crypt where Tyrion and Sansa are trapped with the dead that are coming to life. Um, and giving each other a nice little knowing look, by the way. Yes, yes. And, um, Sansa, Sansa expressed earlier in the episode how she always thought that Tyrion was the best of the Lannisters. Mm-hmm. And Tyrion, you know, feigned indignation was like, what a terrible thing. <laughs> and, and so they, I, I think they have a mutual respect for, it. um, and, and so we're, we're just flashing around and it looks very bad in the crypts. Tyrion and Sansa look like they're going to buy it, buy the farm. Bran and Theon look like they're gonna buy the farm. Uh, Danny and Jorah look like they're gonna buy the farm.
0: John is dodging blue fire.
1: Yeah, John is dodging Viserion. He's trapped. He's trying to get to where Bran is, but he's he got stopped by Viserion, and he's dodging. if you ever
0: if you ever have the chance to watch me play a game that involves timing, like like a Mario Brothers or something, where you have to like time like things where you run through. That was basically John trying to get past the dragon on fire. Where every time you popped up, that's when the fire came in. Came yeah. That's... Yeah. That's how bad I am at those games. And yeah,
1: and yeah, then as we as finally as we flash to Theon and Bran, and Theon reaches down and realizes he's out of arrows. The Ironborn have pretty much run out of arrows. Now they're now they're in hand to hand, and Theon is the last man standing. They using him.
0: his isn't he using his bow? to fight? He is. He is. Yeah, he does. Yeah,
1: and and he's the last man standing. And then the fighting just kind of stops. Well no, no. The the fighting in the Weirwood Garden, but that's where we're focused at now, just kind of stops. And and the the White Walkers approach and the Night King is there. He got, the Night King has mm-hmm. found Brand.
2: He he got tired of flying his bird drones and around, this is where so I thought it was gonna to cut come out, back but thankfully to the it did not.
1: Yeah. And and this is conveniently where Brand comes back from his warging that, that yeah. did yeah. absolutely nothing. I'm like, what the <laughs> F dude? <laughs> You couldn't have, like, been helpful or something? Come
3: on. Couldn't have warded into a dragon or something? (laughs) Yep.
1: So he comes back, and he basically gives Theon, you know, he he knows that that they're dead, and he gives Theon the forgiveness that Theon needs.
0: Yeah.
1: And and Theon...
0: Theon, you're a good man. It was kind of a sweet little thing, considering everything.
1: Everything brought you back here, and then he tells him where you belong back home. Mm -hmm. And so that was, that was Theon getting his forgiveness and Theon turns and charges the night King,
3: which ends as we all expected.
1: Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't go.
3: The night King. So Theon charges the night King with a, a lance, The night King just kind of swats it out of his hand, breaks it in half and stabs Theon. Yep. And Theon's laying there bloodied and the night King walks up to Bran and he, kind of goes to give him a high five and then who wants to take this
0: okay so they they switch to a very cool slow motion shot where the night king is kind of heading towards bran and i love the way the fire was kind of flickering as he walked by and stuff and it was it was pretty prolonged and right as you know bran is about to get and bran is just sitting there what is bran is about to get killed by the night king
1: they they also flash between all the other remaining battles
0: yeah. So you're as, seeing as what's he's going walking, on. Right. And you see, you know, John is still stuck far away and just all this stuff other, you know, everything's bad at this moment. And right as uh, the Night King is uh, about to end Bran's life, OG you
2: see Aria from behind Star him a There's flying Arya. Well, yeah.
1: you, you see the gust of wind that catches the White Walker's attention and he turns as his hair kind of blows. And then they, and then you, then they've got the shot on the Night King looking behind him. And Arya enters the picture like she's like leaping onto him,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. which was awesome. But she gets caught in the Night King's,
0: you know, choke slam.
1: Yeah, he yep. basically spins around and grabs her by the throat
0: mm-hmm. with her knife upraised. And so hold up, Attempted. a little history
3: on the uh, the weapon here that Arya has. It is the uh, dagger that Brand oh, gave her. Right, it it's gonna cat- need this. Yeah, it's called Cat's Paw. And it was the weapon that was used to assassinate Bran.
0: Attempted assassination. Uh, attempted
3: steel. assassination on Bran that the mother, Caitlin Stark, uh, yep, Mama Stark grabbed with her hand and, uh, thwarted the attempt on her son's life. So there's, there's a long history with that weapon there. It's a, yep. it is and steel and dragon bone.
0: And she, it's caught up in the air, and she drops it to her other hand and guts the Night King and turns and that's him. A,
1: that's a move that I've seen her use before, hasn't she? Yes, I believe so. Or, or yep. is it she learned it from somebody else? I, I'm not sure. But did
0: someone use it on her?
1: Because she got stabbed once too. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember.
0: It's been seen before. I, I know yeah. it was not in a new thing. <laughs> but the thing that was most important is that the Night King turned into snow cones.
1: Yes, it's... and scattered.
0: Yeah, and then everyone else did too. So right as the uh John was about to get torched and the dragon just falls to ice.
1: Yep. She I D four'd Yep. Took out the mothership and all the drones fell fell to sleep.
0: Four
3: oh four not found. Yep.
0: And it was uh I mean, it made sense this time when the you know, the one goes down, everyone else kinda goes down, like a, a kinda almost like a vampire situation. But
1: Yeah.
0: Um and it was like, Oh, well, you know, my first thing was relief.
1: This was know? the other moment that I
0: actually cheered out loud.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, for me, I, I couldn't cheer because I'm pretty sure my jaw is still on the floor of my friend's apartment. <laughs> Everybody yeah. looked at me and said, oh, my God, I wish we could have filmed Jimmy's reaction. <laughs> Did not expect that.
1: And and now that the Night King is dead, we see the results of all the other battles. It flashes to like all the other battles. The the undead in the crypts fall to dust, and <laughs> we still have our favorites, uh, Tyrion and Sansa and Varius, who is protecting all the children, incidentally, mm-hmm. all all survive as the as the zombies turn to dust. The zombie dragon Viserion falls to dust just as it's about to light John up. And, then,
3: <laughs> and John just stands in front of him and goes
1: ah! And <laughs> and then all of the dead around Jorah and Danny fall to dust. And that was when Jorah finally collapsed. Mm-hmm. He, he wouldn't go down as long as there were still dead there to, to protect Danny from. But once the dead were done, he collapsed.
3: Yeah. yeah it was a, a tear-jerking moment.
0: And then the, the episode had one last little bit kind of close out. And that is Mel- Melisandre walking away as Davos such, looks such on. Such a
1: waste of a redhead.
0: <laughs> and he, she pulls off her necklace, which if you guys remember from previous episodes, was keeping her young. And yep. uh, she gets old and collapses and disappears as well and dies as well
2: well she promised she would be dead by dawn
0: yeah she didn't she also
3: promised that she would fight till her last i guess life defending the
0: living and she okay. did so she did some bad things but she turned out to be a good guy as well so just
1: like she to, didn't uh go ahead my my question at the end though was did she really do anything
0: yeah she lit up the fire in the in the trench which at least was able to slow things down.
1: I, I guess it gave them a little bit of a of a breather, but I mean, ultimately, well, it didn't. Well, she she also prompted Arya to yeah. She
0: told Arya that she was the one that's going to kill someone with blue yeah. eyes.
2: She was kind of mm-hmm. like the the, the coach giving it a pep talk. It's death. What do you say to death? Not <laughs> today. I gotta oh. get that shirt. <laughs> yeah,
0: me too. So, uh, real quick, so that we've kind of closed out the episode here, let's just go down the list uh, of what. You guys think so. Uh Mark, what was your opinion of the uh the episode?
2: It was um I I, I know a lot of people complained about the, the darkness, but I think it it was almost kinda Blair Witch Project S kinda sucking you in, kinda made it more like it made it a scarier like you didn't know what was happening and things, you didn't know where things were. Um I like the way Theon went out like a soldier. I wish you would have thought about his attack a little bit, you know, he just like rushed straight ahead um lady mormon she um she, that was kind of one of those deaths that kind of like broke your heart but you know she went out like a soldier like she like she wanted to do um aria i mean that just you know having her have the knife you know basically take out the the night king i, I saw some memes talking about like this was a girl power episode you know mm-hmm. to see like sir brianne you know i gotta put some respect on her name with her title to mm-hmm. see her you know Fighting it out there, and and Jamie right next to you know just it it, it was a girl power episode and that was pretty um jumping into action. The only thing that that I was nervous about at the is after the Night King, I thought maybe he was going to go Terminator two and come back together, <laughs> and then and then, and then it was going to be like oh damn this this whole thing is about to happen again. But I was just kind of in shock. I kind of like stared at the t- after it was over, like oh my god, what 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 did I just watch? And uh, one of my co workers going back and forth into the text chain. It was just like. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Did you see that? Oh oh my god! So, but I definitely thought it was nice. a great episode. The only thing that I'm wondering now is, I thought how it was amazing. Um, do they have? I'm left? really glad because they now they want to like, go wrapped and up take the Battle air. of oh, Winterfell. Yeah, who's, who's left? So that's kind of where I, I am.
0: Nice, nice. I think Jimmy didn't hear you because he started talking. <laughs> I'm Jimmy. sorry. Okay, no, good.
3: I didn't. Um, I'm I'm really glad that they they wrapped it up. Um, I'm I'm just I keep looking at my watch, going. I know this episode is 120 minutes. What's gonna happen? Please don't extend this anymore. I can't take it. Uh, my heart can't take it. But you know, I think next week we'll have like a a little bit of a, a respite, so we can build back up and then have another um crazy anxiety attack, and then the you know episode five. So. We'll see what happens. I thought it was great. Uh, I don't think I'll ever get those, uh, you know, hour and a half um, left.
1: So, Rob? I, despite it being so dark. Um, because I, I do feel that it, it detracted a little bit from the episode, for me at least, because I was, I was I was, spending a lot of time trying to focus and figure out what was going on as opposed to mm-hmm. being engrossed and enjoying the episode. But all of that being said, the episode was absolutely fantastic. I felt that they gave the weight that they needed to the deaths of the characters who died. They, they left alive enough for us to care about. They didn't, they didn't kill off any of the main, main characters yet. So we'll see how that goes, mm-hmm. but all in all, it was it was a very well done episode. The isn't it like the longest battle, the yeah. longest like tele or not televised, the longest like continuous battle? Yeah, like second one been, that's been recorded because the the Battle of Helm's Deep, I think, is the one that they refer to a lot, and that one was what like forty minutes or something, forty five minutes.
0: Yeah, something like that.
1: This one was longer. Wow, I'm I'm pretty sure this one was
0: longer. nice. I pretty much feel the same way as Rob. Um, it was it was a great episode. I, I the darkness. Uh, everyone keeps saying it, so I'm just gonna yeah, I agree. Uh, I want to get to our questionnaire real quick. I'm not. I'm just gonna go fast. Uh, so of the characters that died that we talked about in our little questionnaire we did online, uh, Theon, twenty three point one percent of you guys out there thought that he was going to live. Seventy six point nine percent thought he was going to die. So seventy six point nine percent have received a point for Theon being dead. Melisandre, uh, only one person said he, that she was going to live, but huh. uh, or, or 7.7% that answered that question, uh, and 923 said that she was going to die, so not a lot of faith in her. Uh, Jorah, we were at 25% saying that she was alive, and 75% saying that she was going to die, so there was a lot of people right there. Wait, uh, you said Jorah, she? No. You did... I I, didn't, I, didn't, I I edit. I will see if I said she. <laughs> okay. Shit, I said she. And Beric Dondarrion, uh Only twenty three point one percent of people said that he would live, and seventy six point nine percent said that he would die. So those are the the people there. So.
1: And and don't forget the Night King.
0: Oh, and, oh yes, and the Night King. Sorry, a hundred percent of people said that he would die. Although technically <laughs> he was he was already dead. So. Oh, that's true. But die for good, and the Night King is now officially dead, and 100% of people in our poll were correct. So, uh, yeah, so Mert, first of all, thank, thank you very much for popping in on the podcast, and people can see you on TV when you are when they're not listening to podcasts, and that is Channel 9 in Orlando. Yes,
2: I cover the county. I'm out in the, kind of outside of the main metro, but yeah, 4, 5, and 6. Nice.
0: And if you guys have any complaints, Rob, how can people contact us?
2: Well... Like always, they can find us
1: on Facebook. If you search for the Give Me Five podcast, you can reach us on Twitter and Instagram at Give Me Five Pod, or you can email us directly: givemefivepodcast at gmail dot com. And as always, address all complaints to Greg. Yes, he is the source of all strife. Yes,
0: and be sure to check out our Instagram, where Jimmy is constantly posting beautiful fan artwork.
1: Oh, it's so lovely.
3: You know, it's we a might be turn
1: some of those into T-shirts.
3: <laughs> um, I actually have the next one planned out. So, uh, next couple of days, check it out. Yes. I'll whenever, be, he,
0: whenever he finds two and a half minutes in which to draw one.
3: Dude, two and a half, <laughs> come on. These are works of art. These take a long time. All right. <laughs> so, guys, check out our sister, uh, or not sister companion, but check out our companion podcast, give me five dot We cover pop culture, entertainment, music comic books all that kind of stuff we we're what 81 episodes in now
0: uh, 82 but you weren't on that one having not seen avengers yeah that's
3: correct yeah but Stop i have everybody. seen it now so we will talk uh we'll talk on uh you know next week so check us out cool
0: well thanks for listening guys
3: thanks guys good morning good afternoon and good night thank you so much
2: it can happen to your we we go home and play this game
1: So...